So we'll talk about uh, exorcisms today. It's interesting. Someone said to me recently, uh, "Are we still doing exorcisms?" I didn't. I thought that was that. But thought that was done. We didn't do don't do those anymore. Well, you know, uh, you know, the, the evil one has not uh, stopped doing his thing. You know, so uh, yeah, I mean, very much so. Uh, I love this uh, gospel. The, of course, the, the gospels are full of uh, exorcisms and and uh, the ministry. The 72 returned rejoicing and said, Lord, even the demons are subject to us because of your name. Jesus said, I have observed Satan fall like lightning from the sky. Behold, I have given you the power to tread upon serpents, scorpions, and upon the full force of the enemy, and nothing will harm you. Nevertheless, do not rejoice because the spirits are subject to you, or rejoice because your names are written in heaven. <clears throat> Which is a good... Uh, a balance for all of us, especially in this ministry, you can get caught up too much in the demonic and, and re remember that the real joy, of course, is that they were, were, we're headed for the kingdom of uh, God and, the, and heaven. And and uh, and that's really our focus. So we don't focus on the demons. We focus on Jesus. Uh, we have, of course, you got to have an app. <laughs> we have an app and a website uh, and it's free. I encourage you to download uh, the app, Catholic Exorcism, and it's real handy. For example, the ones that use it the most are ourselves, for example, because we, uh, you know, we just finished uh, redoing the app and we, uh, you know, we use them. There's prayers on here. There's prayers for lady and priests and exorcists. There's books, there's articles, there's short videos. There's lots of stuff, podcasts. There's just all sorts of stuff on here. And uh, a great, it's a goldmine of information. And and also, uh, of course, the, the website has the same stuff. Uh, and then uh, every month we have a deliverance session online. The next one is January 8th. You go to our website and register. The nice part about that is you know, there's uh, a lot of people who just have no access to a priest to pray over them. And uh, every month we have 15,000 people sign up. Uh, and and 15,000 people actually who do end up uh, praying with us in this deliverance session. It's one hour I pray over people online. It tends to be very effective. Uh, so I encourage people to sign up. Uh, there, there, We have people from all over the world. As a matter of fact, you know, there are lots of countries that don't even have an exorcist. So although these are not these are not exorcisms per se, uh, they are deliverance praying. They're a lesser form, but still very effective, very powerful. So I would say those who have some demonic issues, uh, you know, you might want to tune in or you just want to have some healing. Uh, we, we have social media. About a year ago, we said, you know, we found out that a lot of the young people are interested in this subject and and uh, maybe not going to church or whatever. So we said, well, maybe we can reach out to them. So we started a social media, uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, X, whatever you call it, TikTok. And in the last year, our first year, we've had 10 million views. So that's been, a, there's a lot of interest in this. Every time I post a video, we get about 100,000 views from around the, around the world, which is pretty great. I was feeling pretty chuffed about that, by the way, until I found out there's a golden retriever that has 25 million followers. So I guess, you know, it's, it's a, we have a lot, but nothing compared to a dog. So, but anyway, I would just say, uh, you know, just sign up uh, people uh, and check us out. Uh, again, as I said, about we get about a hundred thousand views of every every video I post, so there's a lot of interest uh, uh, in our social media. 
Uh, the book, uh, the Father Davenport mentioned my book uh, has done well. Thank, thanks be to Jesus. Uh, uh, basically, it's it's a, a diary, essentially. That of, you know, it, there's lots of books on exorcism, but this book actually talks about what it's like. I mean, what's the experience of being an exorcist? You know, day to day stuff, and um, and I think people find it interesting. Um, I hear it's a page turner. That's what people tell me. So I don't know. And I do have a weekly blog, by the way, which is like this. Uh, if you go to our website and sign up, you'll be given, uh, you'll be every week, you'll get the link to the local blog. Every week I put a new blog out and people seem to like it because it really does. It's talks about experiences. What do we experience in an exorcism? I, uh, how did I start in this ministry? I, I think, uh, I feel Zora lady, uh, picked me. Uh, I think the mother of Jesus picked me for this ministry. I had an experience of my own, which which I readily share, and I think it's helpful to people. Uh, basically, I was a seminarian, not asleep. I was lying in bed, and uh, and all of a sudden, I was attacked by this uh, incredibly powerful, incredibly fast, uh, evil force. I'd never happened to me before, uh, but I, by the grace of God, I knew what it was. I knew that I was being attacked by an evil, by the demons, you know, essentially. And it was incredibly fast, incredibly powerful. And I knew that I was going to be overwhelmed uh, within seconds. But I then the thought crossed my brain that the bottom of my bed was my rosary beads. So I lunged out of my bed, grabbed my rosary beads, and the minute I, I grabbed the beads, the, the demons disappeared. And... I, that that told me about 80% about what an exorcist needs to know and what you need to know. Number one, demons are incredibly powerful. The, the weakest demon can beat the daylights out of you, number one. And number two, demons move with the speed of thought, like angels do. So they're fast and they're powerful. But, and, and if I try to fight them myself, I'm going to lose. And that's important for us priests. You think you're going to fight demons? No, no, we, no, no. We don't, we don't, no, no. It's Jesus and, of course, the mother of God invoking Jesus that, you know, and so these rosary beads, by the way, as ever since then, and that was about 40 years ago, actually 40, couple, two years ago, I, I, I the rosary beads are never uh, out of my, uh, my purse. Matter of fact, I actually sleep with them. You can put them around your, and I sleep with my rosary beads at night. And it's, it's a prayer, obviously, that that the mother of God, when she shows up, the demons just, they're, they're dust. So compared to, to, to Jesus and Mary, demons are dust, and uh, we rely on them. And that's what an exorcist does. I, I, I'm just a one, you know, small person. But we invoke the mother of God, the saints and the angels, and of course, Jesus, our Lord and Savior. And Jesus is the one who has conquered the evil one. So even though demons can beat the daylights out of me, if, if the God allowed it, God doesn't allow it. He protects us. And I trust in him. And that's our mantra. Jesus, I trust in you. That's our mantra. So uh, now lots of people sometimes will say, well, yeah, I don't, I'm not into this whole thing, this the, the exorcism stuff. And, you know, you know, I mean, supposedly, but you've heard of Father Gabriel Morth, the famous Roman exorcist who's gone to the Lord now, but he was, uh, he's kind of a character as we exorcists tend to be. And uh, the there's a cardinal was giving him a hard time. He says, I don't believe in all this demons, exorcist stuff. He says, well, your eminence, I have a, a book I want you to read. He said, well, what book is that? He said, the Bible. 
you when, when when you read the Bible, you begin to realize that Jesus did three things. He preached the good news, he healed people, and he cast out demons. It was an integral part of his ministry. If this is not some sort of fringy, I'm, I'm not into it. No, no, it's an integral part of the ministry. And some people, and it's a, a part of the sign and the breaking into the kingdom. By casting out Satan, that's part of the breaking into the kingdom of God. We cast out the evil one and bring in the kingdom. And, and Jesus passes authority and ministry on to us. Uh, the whole church, of course, but but especially to priests. I mean, especially, but but not to the whole church, of course, but especially to us and, uh, and priests. Uh, that's part of our ministry. Everyone knows. Most people around the world, we get all sorts of non-Catholics coming to us because they know if you got demons, who do you talk to? You talk to a Catholic priest. When you watch exorcism movies on TV, who do they have casting out the demons? Priests. <laughs> that, that's the way, that's that's what we do. Now, the sad part about it, by the way, you are all of you in the Angelicum. How much are you teaching seminarians about how to do this? Most seminarians get ordained, and then why? Then I talked to my a bunch of young priests the other day. I said, how many of you have had someone come to you in your first year of ministry and say, I've got demons, I need you to help me? They all raised their hands. And, and how much did you learn the seminary about how to deal with this? Nothing. So my challenge to you Dominicans is, are you teaching, I, you don't have to give them a full course on exorcism, but are you teaching them something? And if you're not, you're remiss and you're not doing your job. So, you know, get with it. You know, because these guys are going into ministry, People are saying, Father, I have problems with demons, and they have no idea what to do. And that's ridiculous. So that's my harangue <laughs> for, for today. So just, okay. And you hear all sorts of unchristian things from people in the church. You know, there is no Satan nor demons, which is, which is a heresy, frankly. I mean, if the fact that it says Satan exists and demons exist, it's, it's in the catechism, it's in the Bible, it's in the teachings of the fathers, it's in the councils. Pope Francis has spoken more about Satan than any of the other recent popes. So, I mean, if you don't believe in it, you're not you're not on board. And 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 now some guys say, "Well, I'm kind of afraid of Satan. I don't want to rile him." You know how I got the job to being an exorcist about 17 years ago, Maso Menos, You know, uh, the, the 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 diocese had someone who wanted me to evaluate. As you said, Father Davenport, I'm also a psychologist, so I evaluated the person. I said. It's not a psychological problem. You probably need a you probably need an exorcist. So the the the, the diocese asked three different priests to do the exorcism. They all said no. <laughs> yeah, they all wouldn't do it. So I so I said, well, give it to me. I said, how hard can it be? That was a stupid comment, but but nonetheless, uh, it uh, you know I think priests uh, don't want to get involved. But the reality is, the work you do, you do a lot of minor exorcisms all the time. Baptisms, confessions. One of the most powerful things you can do as a, as a in the church to cast out demons is to hear a good confession. Father Gabriel Moore said that one confession is worth about 50 exorcisms. We don't exorcise anyone until they've gone to confession first. The other extreme would be to, to be uh to be too much into it. Some guys are just totally into this whole dark world thing, and that's an unhealthy thing. You should have an yeah, you should have a healthy knowledge about it. But also remember, keep your eyes focused on the kingdom. Keep your eyes on Jesus. 
Now, one of the things that we get wrong today uh, in Hollywood and whatever is they get frightened by Satan. And they, 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 they portray Satan as if he's equal to God. Satan would like to think he is equal to God, uh, but he's not. Satan is a creature. Satan was created by God as a good angel and, and, and rejected God, but he's a creature. And there's only one God, and Satan is not it, contrary to his, to his own personal opinion. Uh, he tries to intimidate and frighten. You know, when you're in an exorcism and things are flying around the room, uh, why does he do that? He does it to frighten you. Well, so what? So I was doing an exorcism and, and, uh, and this thing flew off the wall and people got all frightened. He said, Father, Father, what do we do? I said, well, put it back. I mean, is that the best it can do? Is that the best Satan can do is throw stuff around the room? I mean, I'm supposed to be frightened by that. That's what a 12 year old would do. Maybe, maybe a six year old. You know, it's a bunch, it's a bunch of uh, demonic tantrums. They're trying to frighten him. They don't maim people or kill people. I mean, that's one other thing Hollywood gets wrong. I don't know if you saw that recent movie, The Exorcist of Believer. Uh, there's some problems, theological problems with the movie. Uh, but at one point, the demons kill the priest. <laughs> no, no, no. No, the demons don't. If if God allowed demons to kill an exorcist, we'd all be dead by sunrise. You know, so he doesn't allow that. Now, they can rough you up a little bit, and they can harass you and vex you. Sure, I mean, God allows that. I mean, we all know that. You know, the demons can can kind of harass you a bit, you know. Well, okay. We'll talk about some other things here in a minute. Another thing I would say this, uh, I would say, talk about how to protect yourself. One of the ways of protecting yourself is stay in the boat. That's stay in the boat of Peter. If you start operating outside the boat, outside the authority given to you, outside the teachings of the church, outside the protection of the church, you're going to find yourself in a jam. People do it all the time. And uh, they either far left or the far right or the far whatever. Stay in the boat uh, and, and be obedient. Uh, you Dominicans, uh, you talk about being obedient. We found that demons go nuts uh, when religious are obedient. Obedience is a very powerful uh, deterrent uh, to uh, Satan, and he really keeps them out. Uh, so we insist that religious be obedient to your superiors. You know, for sure. And also be wary of private special revelations. There's a lot of people these days who, the Lord told me this, and I saw the Blessed Mother, and that sort of thing. Well, for every valid one, there's about 20, you know, wrong ones. And people get led down the, the primrose path. So that's why we need good spiritual directors. And I hope you Dominicans are training spiritual directors, because there's a lot of people who are being led astray by what they think are these private revelations. And it really, <clears throat> many times, it's it's demons speaking to them. And people say to me, oh, no, I can discern the difference between God being present and being the, Satan's voice. Uh, no, actually, you can't. Uh, you can't. Now, you, you test the spirits. You do a discernment. But the voice itself, the, uh, Satan can make it sound just like, just like I had one woman who actually did have valid experience with the Blessed Virgin Mary. It was really a mystic. And then the, at one point, the demons were speaking to her, and she said, "I knew it was a blessed mother, and and uh, and because I know what she sounds like." And but I listened to the message, and I said, "No, that's Satan." No, no, no. I know, I know. I said, "No, you don't know." And it turned out she was wrong; that it was Satan's voice. So uh, here's that's the the people are being led astray uh, by their own private revelations. 
uh, and they need some good spiritual direction. Humility and obedience. Humility and obedience. Humility and obedience. What is it in, in Mary that casts out the demons in a heartbeat? The humble maidservant of the Lord. The obedient maidservant of the Lord. Now, uh, is Satan more unleashed today? I, I mean, uh, all I can say is, you know, there are signs on it. Uh, the, the silent signs of Satan's presence. Discord and conflict and violence and hatred of the Catholic Church and violence against the church is more of that today than ever. Uh, we have so much of it in the United States. Uh, people uh, uh, destroying uh, religious uh, images and violence against the church. It's that that's Satan's stick. Satan's stick is violence, a discord, and uh, hatred of the church. He hates priests. He hates the church. When 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 you've got a, a, a new an argument, a new possessed person, you start praying over them. What's the first thing the demons will say? Or they open their mouths typically. You stupid priest. They hate you. They hate you. Or when an argument comes in for a session, I say, how are you feeling? And, the, and, and they say, I'm feeling this real hatred towards you. I say, okay, the demons are manifesting. Demons are manifesting. These are Satan's footprints. And when you look at the world today, you can see a lot of it. Violence, discord, rage, isolation, decline in faith, vice, um, a dissolution of the family, hatred of the church, and the rise of witchcraft. This is basically... You know, welcome to the 21st century. Uh, so we see Satan's footprints uh, everywhere. And by the way, for example, if you Dominicans have a have a chapter meeting, and if now obviously there's always conflict during chapter meetings, but if during that chapter meeting there's an an outsized source of conflict, you say, "Well, wow, where did that come from? That's really strange." Stop and say a prayer. I know a religious who did that once, and. It dissipated, you know. Satan causes discord and conflicts. And he'll try to do that in your community meetings as well. Yeah. So there's so much of the demonic going on. This is, this is a uh, a demonic tattoo, a kamana. I think that's a kamana, a demon, yeah. And people using all sorts of stuff, uh, uh, demonic stuff today. Fundamentally, Life and especially in exorcism. Uh, remember, I said when you got an ergamen and you begin the the process of praying over the person, and the first word out of their mouth is "you stupid priest," and then the second thing is, "she or he belongs to me." She or he belongs to me. And in an exorcism, basically, the the demons are claiming ownership. This person belongs to me, and there's a reason why. Because this person did X, Y, or Z. Person belongs to me, and fundamentally, that's the fight. Fundamentally, that's the fight. And when you, this is an upside down cross. This is not a real photo of ours. I got it off the internet, just so you know. Most of the photos I use are real ones that I've used, but this, this isn't an upside down cross. Why do demons often burn little upside down crosses on, on their energumens, on their possessed people? Why? Because they're claiming ownership. Person belongs to me. And it's a mockery of the cross of Christ by turning it upside down. It's got nothing to do with the cross of St. Peter, by the way. That's a, so it's a mockery of Jesus' cross. They turn it upside down, and, they, and they're claiming you. I claim this person. Which is why the sacrament of baptism is so key. This is not just a nice opportunity to have a sheet cake and a little party. A, a baptism is a lot more than that. 
A baptism is basically you're claiming the person for Christ. And we say that. We say that. We, we, this, we raise up the cross. And we say, I claim you for Christ our Savior by the sign of his cross. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. And that's the fight. Who do you belong to? And that's a fight for all of us, by the way. You know, in the end of your life, who do you belong to? Do you belong to Jesus? You belong to Satan? You belong to Satan? You go to hell. You belong to Jesus? Go to heaven. It's very, it's pretty simple. So the question in your life: Who do you belong to? And and you and it's more than just simply words out of your mouth. By the way you live and in your heart, who do you belong to? And we will in an exorcism. By the way, the new rite of exorcism is based on the the, the rite of baptism. We, they renew their baptismal vows. We, we breathe on them. We anoint them. Uh, with, uh, uh, we uh, throw holy water on them, and we claim them for, for Christ. You know, so it's a regeneration, if you will, of their baptismal uh, grace. So who do you belong to? You know, now they don't give up easily, and so it's it's a fight. That's why an exorcism is is a, is a fight. Now, the, one of the big mistakes today is a lot, including in Italy, by the way, there's a lot of divination going on. You know, it, it, all sorts of forms of divination, you know, tarot cards, Ouija boards, you know, uh, mediums, seances, you know, all that kind of stuff. And people, they say, well, it's just a harmless, just a harmless, you know, game. No, it ain't. Well, I didn't mean anything about it. It doesn't make a difference what you meant by it. You, you did that thing. For example... You're familiar with the, uh, the 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 movie The Exorcist from 1973, uh, the famous case. Uh, the the movie, anyway, is based on a famous case of of a real possession, and the exorcists uh, were Jesuits uh, who exorcised this. Actually, was a young boy, 12 or 13 year old young boy. He got possessed by using a Ouija board. He did it for months. Uh, when whenever you use divination. Whenever you see you're stepping out of the the bark of Peter and the, the bat and and the you know it's the the gospel is very clear. Now read this. Let there not be found among you anyone who practices divination, soothsaying, augurs, sorcerers who cast spells like you witches, consult ghosts or spirits like mediums, or seeks oracles from the dead, necromancy. Anyone who does such things is quote an abomination to the Lord. Now that's a violation of the first commandment. It's very serious. And by the way, the one of the ways we know that is because it's tougher as nails to get rid of these demons. Those demons of divination are tough as nails to get rid of. And we get rid of them, but it takes a long time. I got several people right now who practice witchcraft for a long time and we're still pounding away three years later. Now they're a lot better after three years, but don't think that this is a harmless thing. Because basically, you're opening yourself up to Satan, whether you know it or not. Oh, well, I don't believe in Satan. I don't care what you believe in. That's what you're doing. You know, it's what you're doing. There's a, an enormous rise of the occult and witchcraft today, which is keeping us more than busy. You know, for example, I, I, I've got uh, I've got almost 100, I've got over 100,000 followers uh, on social media. There's a witch in uh, Northwest U.S., and she has half a million. Now, I want you to imagine this witch, and she says she's a witch. She has actually about half a million followers. You know, I don't have enough holy water to, to, to exercise half a million people. 
you know, I want you to imagine all these people inviting demons into their lives because that's what witchcraft does, whether you intend it or not. And they get mad at me for it and they curse me for it and they're throwing curses at me all the time. Yeah, but I'm sorry. Uh, you know, that's the truth. And we need to teach, teach people. You Dominicans start teaching people. Teaching people this is a dangerous sin and it's not just a, a harmless uh, uh, parlor game. You know, it's, uh, witch talk. I've got TikTok. I've got 20,000 followers. This witch talk has, as of October 22, 18.7 billion views. Billion. That's not millions. That's billion views. Think about that in a nanosecond. Modern witchcraft, 18.7 billion views on witch talk. Yeah. And then people say, no, 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 I'm a good witch. I'm a good witch. Oh, really? Yeah. No, I only do good magic. There's no such thing as good magic, good witch. You're just a witch. And it's it's witchcraft and occults seeks its own will not to do God's will. You're stepping out of God. You're saying, I want to take control over my life. I'm going to, I want to mine these spiritual powers on my own. And what, what, what was the first time that was done? Adam and Eve. You know, Adam and Eve, I'm going to, we're going to find out what the good and evil is by eating the apple, even though God told us not to. The reason why we tell people not to do this is for their own protection. You know, that whenever you, as I was just uh, talking to a guy who was a witch for 27 years and got out and, and it's, 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 you listen to his stories of witchcraft, it raises the hair in the back of your head. But uh, he said, whenever you cast a spell, regardless of what you think you're doing, you're making a contract with Satan, every one of them. And so when someone comes to us trying to repent, we have them go through every one of them and, and renounce and confess it and undo it. It's a contract with Satan, whether you intend it or not. And any evil spell or curse that has any effectiveness is an evil procured by a demon, whether you intend it or not. And people don't, don't, don't believe that, but it's true. That I had one woman who responded to my stuff. She says, no, she says, I can control the demons. And I'm going, what? Yeah, you, you what? You think you can control the demons? I can't control the demons. In Jesus' name, I can cast them out. And that God gave us a special authority to do that. I can't control them. Oh, she said, yeah. So I, I, I write this circle on the ground with chalk and the special protection circle. And I throw these spells and curses and stuff. And I keep the demons the way that I control them. Nonsense. That's just stupid, ignorant thinking. And the reality is, is that you are becoming, a, you're being manipulated by the demons. You know, no, I, I was just appalled by that. But I found out that a lot of, a lot of witches think that I can control the demons, you know, if they don't, if they believe in it at all, you know. So anyway, by the way, this is someone we, we have has been cursed by a bunch of witches, big time. And uh, she vomited up this uh, black fluid, and it hardened. Oh, this is what this. This is a real photograph. Hardened. It, it oftentimes when when we reverse curses and get rid of them, sometimes the people will pass out of one of their orifices, their body, some real uh, some sign of a uh, spiritual sign of the uh, the curse being lifted. In this case, this black stuff came out of her, and. Uh, and solidified. So, 
anyway, you know, uh, we most people who come to us aren't possessed, but some of them are now fully possessed. This is a guy who's this is a real photograph of a guy who's manifesting. Uh, he has normal eyes, and this is what is this is a picture of his eyes. Uh, they turn into black dots and, and yellow. It's a serpent, it's a snake. It's a snake, that's what it is. And he was possessed big time. He's doing fine now, thanks be to Jesus. Uh, so that's, that's uh, I, and for example, you know, we have a bunch of people who, who got into the spirituality of yoga. Now, they did more than simply just stretch on a mat. They got, they went to ashrams or stuff and they went to, to India and they did all sorts of stuff. And uh, one of them, I've had several of them with problems and some of them that say we, we're, we're trying to have this Kundalini awakening. And in the Kundalini awakening, she said that what it is, is there's this serpent that wraps around your spine and goes up to your head. And when that happens, you're enlightened. I said, really? Yeah. I said, so the idea is that you want to have a serpent wrapped around your spine? I said, why does that sound like a good idea to you? I mean, what, what, a serpent wrapped around your spine sounds like a good idea. It's a serpent. I mean, it's a sign of, of Satan. You know, it's not, yeah. I mean, some people say, well, I, I, that's being mean to, to snakes. Well, yeah, I'm sorry, but to read the Bible. Yeah. Now, the, the important thing for all you priests, for example, when you're working with people, is that this is good. This, this, this slide is key. If you don't understand it, you can never do this ministry. Possession is not an on-off switch. Many times people come to a priest and say, oh, I got demons, I got demons. And you'll pray over the people and you'll say, well, you're not possessed, go home. Well, you it's its a gradation. There are some people who are fully possessed, like that guy with the dots in his eyes. Yeah, he was possessed. But most people come to you or somewhere in the middle. They, they may have some demonic stuff, uh, but they're not fully possessed. They did, they need some help. Uh, and usually they're, you can clear them up rather quickly. Uh, but, but they're what we call oppressed or vexed or, or obsessed, whatever you want to call it. But it's less, it's lesser forms, lesser forms, which is most of the people come to us and need help have lesser forms. And what you try to do is you try to move them from right to left. You move them farther as you move slowly, move them on the on the on the gradation all the way to liberation. So it's a slow movement on leftward to freedom. How do people get demons? Usually it's, by the way, it's a combination of these things. They usually get demons uh, by either ongoing serious sin. That's, you know, occult behaviors is huge. Uh, you can get demons by being cursed or ingesting cursed objects. You can. Dedicated by to Satan by, and we have several people or families, their families were Satanists and or into uh, Santeria and, uh, and that sort of thing. Apollo Myombe and that sort of uh, these sort of occult religions. Uh, pagan religions, we've got a couple of people. One was in Tibetan Buddhism and uh, she got completely possessed. And, or, 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 or maybe I was severely vexed, I would say rather. And uh, she's being slowly freed up. Uh, and someone else got into a, a, a tantric or some sort of deeper forms of yoga and she got possessed. Uh, witchcraft's huge, huge problem. Demonic tattoos, contracts with evil. And abuse and 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 uh, whatever in childhood can be an opening, uh, but not necessarily get possessed, but it can be an opening. And then, of course, Reiki and all those sort of, I, I'm, I'm channeling spirits. 
Really? What kind of spirits are you channeling? I'm channeling the power of the universe. What's that? I'm channeling the earth goddess. Oh, really? You know, if you're not channeling God, the one true God, you know, frankly, the only other option you got is Satan. Uh, this, the, the earth goddess thing, the, 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 the power of the universe is nonsense. It's pagan nonsense. And you end up opening yourself up to, to the demonic, you know, whether you know it or not, uh, which seems kind of harsh, but sorry, that's the reality. There's God, there's Satan, there's heaven, there's hell. I didn't make the universe. That's it. You know, read the Bible. Uh, so, uh, but usually what happens is it's a combination of these. It's a combination of these these things, which usually gets you. You know, you got some underlying weaknesses. You start committing serious sins. You start playing with Ouija boards. Add them all up. Got a problem. This is what I, this is my uh, recipe for getting possessed, and I don't uh, suggest you 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 follow it. One, stop practicing the faith. The faith is your shield, as Ephesians six says to you. Jesus is my shield. Jesus is my protection. Remember, I grabbed those rosary beads, the mother of God. She threw the demons out like nothing. Demons are nothing compared to the mother of God. She crushes Satan's head. And when she shows up in an exorcism, those demons can't get out of that room fast enough. You know, they're gone. Because she is over the power of the radiance of Christ and our blessed mother is just sweeps away the darkness. So stop practicing the faith. Then you drop your shields. You commit serious sins. Now you have open vulnerabilities. And you start practicing the occult. You're giving Satan an invitation. So how do you undo it? Stop practicing the occult and all that garbage you were doing. Stop it. Go to And go to confession. Stop committing serious sins against change your life. Go to confession and start practicing the faith. Not, not, it's not magic. You know, Jesus is our shield. You know, don't give Satan an opening. Don't give Satan an opening, because if you do, eventually, he'll take it. He'll take it. Let's see. You know, this is a real picture. I don't know if you can see it, but this woman's eyes got, both of her eyes got black. This is a real photo of a woman who was possessed. And, you know, in the midst of, you know, when she's manifesting, both of her eyes turn, turn black. Uh, I'll mention a couple more things, and then we can, we can, we can talk about... Uh, we can take some questions if you got some. I mean, I could talk for days, you know, but but uh, I'm interested in your questions. Uh, uh, the big discernment issue is the whole question of possession or mental illness. I'm a licensed psychologist, Father Davenport mentioned, and uh, and that helps a lot because uh, we get all sorts of uh, mentally ill people say, I got demons, I got demons. No, you're schizophrenic. He said, I'm sure I got demons. I got evil voices in my head. No, that, that's part of your mental illness. So, Someone with a major mental illness, uh, they think they've got demons, but they don't. You know, they just, I'm sad, to, sorry to say it's part of the mental illness. Uh, so there, there is really a discernment issue about whether someone really is possessed or has a, men, a mental illness. Uh, you know, uh, you know there, there are classic signs of possession uh, which you don't also always see in the beginning, you know, speaks foreign languages. One case we're getting texts and uh, uh, messages in, in Ukrainian, in Russian. You know, she doesn't speak either of those languages. You know, so uh, and uh, and sometimes I'll speak in Latin or, or Italian, all of my Italian rots, but but just enough to see if the, the person uh, can understand it. 
uh, or occult knowledge. Those are classic signs, but there are a lot of secondary signs, you know. For example, this is a possessed person. She woke up with strange bruises. Now, that's not enough to say the person's possessed, but there are a bunch, a whole bunch of secondary signs. Uh, when you put them all together, you say, hmm, sounds like a demonic presence. Um, uh, the majority of cases that arise, I say, are not cases of full possession, uh, but usually have some uh, some uh, some demonic presence. Here's what I would say. One of the ways of discerning the person has a problem is to start praying over the person. That's one of the things you do. If the person starts feeling better quickly, then it, it, it may be it may be a demonic issue. For example, people with demonic obsessions, these sort of satanic messages being beaten in the head, or even some even some kinds of depressions or anxieties. You know, if you start praying over the person, and after three to five sessions, it starts to get a lot better. You say, okay. The medications don't work, and then and by the way, this happens to priests a lot. I bet Dominicans, the Lord knows we use our brains a lot. You know, we priests are very brainy people, and so the demons like to beat us up in, the, in our thoughts. Uh, now that we're all uh, marred by original sin, so we have nuts all thoughts. But the difference between that a normal sort of de, uh, bad thoughts and a demonic obsession is that it's it's it, it, it's outsized. Uh, for example, all of us have sexual temptations, normal ones. But then for a demonic obsession, the intensity, it comes on you like a, 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 a set of trucks and hits you, and it's extremely powerful. And they say, this is unusual. So say some prayers. And if all of a sudden goes from there back down to normal, it's like, okay, that, that's Satan's little stick there. The Satan was kind of juicing you up a little bit. So, So if they start feeling better, they probably had some uh, uh, lesser form of demonic presence, and and that's good. If they start feeling worse, they could actually be possessed. Uh, a real possessed person, when you start praying over the uh, person, all of a sudden the demons get ripped, and they start they start going nuts, uh, and and then then things get worse. Oh, you start praying over me, and then all, all hell broke loose. That's exactly right. All hell broke loose. Uh, or if there's no change. One bishop called me and said, I prayed over this guy 24 times. There's been no change. That's because the person doesn't have demons. I'm sure he has demons. Well, he probably doesn't. You know, probably doesn't. If there's been no change, he probably doesn't. You might like this little discernment. When someone comes to us, we, the question is, why you and why now? In other words, if, if we think you've got demons, the question is, why? I mean, there's got to be a reason for it. What was the portal? Because we want to know what that is and close it. And why now? See, that's another interesting thing. These people, for example, we've had a number of people who were who were uh, dedicated to the, 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 the demons or you know, the, the occult uh, in childhood by their parents, but they don't start manifesting until they're in their 20s. Why? One case, a guy, for, she, she decides to get out of her, you know, Santeria, and she wants to become Catholic. So she joins the RCIA program. Well, guess what? The demons are ripped. You say, wait, she belonged to us. We were happy before. She's practicing Santeria. And now she wants to become Catholic. Uh, now the fight starts. Or seminarians or novices. You know, this guy was, we've had a number of priests, for example, who were fine, seemed to be fine. They're, they lived a life that wasn't so hot. They converted, went to the seminary. And guess what? Demons were not very happy about that. They say, wait a minute. 
we don't want you to become a priest, you belong to us, then the fight starts. So don't be surprised if you got uh, uh, novices or seminarians who start having a real fight with demons, you know, because, uh, and, and, and one of the things you should do, by the way, when you're screening potential candidates is start to ask people, have you practiced the occult? Were you into the, the divination? What did, were you practicing witchcraft? And a bunch of them have been and were now. It was not like it was 50 years ago. You ought to be asking those questions because if we got one guy right now who's coming to us next month. His whole family's into witchcraft. Well, guess what? He's had all sorts of problems. Sure, he converted. Sure, he went to confession. But the demons don't, don't leave automatically. You say, wait a minute. I confess to sin. Yeah, it's forgiven. But that doesn't mean the demon's going to leave. We Catholics know the difference between forgiveness and purification. That's why we have purgatory. You know, you your sins are forgiven, but you need to be scrubbed up and, and cleansed. And so a lot of these young people, because their history, uh, are have a lot of demons attached to them, and we got to scrub them up. So when you start taking novices and stuff, you gotta, you gotta you gotta start asking those questions. You know, ever practice the occult? So uh, that's enough of my harangue. Uh, there's lots of things I could say. Uh, this is a picture of someone who's demonic scratches. This guy was possessed, wakes up in the morning, all sorts of scratches. This is a real picture. Yeah. I'll say one more thing and then I'll... This is really the key to, to it all. It's a question of faith. Jesus, I trust in you. Do, are we? Uh, some people say, oh my gosh, you must be frightened. Well, why should I be frightened? We're trusting Jesus. You know, don't the de demons carry it? Well, I mean, no one likes to be roughed up by demons, but Jesus, I trust in you. Jesus, I trust in you. That's the key. You know, that's the key to for us in this ministry and for all of us. Jesus, I trust in you.